Tonight marks the start of the college football season. And we are, over the next few minutes, going to preview the 2021 campaign that is ahead of us. Coming up in just a few moments, we're going to let you hear from Compass Media Network's college football play-by-play -play broadcaster T.J. Reeves with an in-depth look at the season ahead. Then later on, we're going to look at the 10 most intriguing games of the 2021 season. And this year, a lot of changes in college football. We found out just a few weeks ago that Oklahoma and Texas are headed to the SEC in 2025. The NIL has taken an effect where college athletes can now get endorsement deals and can profit off their name, image, and likeness now. Also, the conferences of the Pac-12, Big Ten, and ACC have started an alliance as they will try to schedule more games against each other in the future. But with all that going on off the field, there is an exciting season on the field still ahead of us. And you got some great games tonight. Boise State takes on UCF. That game is under a weather delay as we speak in Orlando, Florida, two of the best group of five conference teams. And then also Ohio State and Minnesota is expected to get started here in just a few moments from Minneapolis. And Ryan Pierce is here with me as well. Ryan, I love college football. It's the best sport on the planet, in my opinion. And we're in for a heck of a season ahead. Alabama, your favorites, Oklahoma's right there. Your usual suspects like Ohio State and Clemson. But what we've seen in every year of the college football playoff that there's one team in the AP Top 15, outside the AP Top 15, that has made the playoff from that preseason poll. So although we talk about those big-name programs, maybe somebody from the outside finds a way to sneak in to get that 14 playoff come late December. Yeah, and this year is even more exciting because fans are able to come back. There's more buzz around college football, as there are with every professional sport, amateur sport. It's going to be a lot of fun. College football, I think, is one of those sports, maybe more than any, that relies on the fans to create excitement, whether it's tailgating, the students in the crowd, the bands, the alumni, whoever it may be. It's a sport that needs its supporters there. It'll be fun to watch this season. There's nothing like college football, whether it's the tailgating, all the pageantry around mm -hmm. it, the marching band, the students involved. That's what makes this sport special, supporting your school, which you don't get in the professional sports and it makes for uh, a whole nother element of how entertaining this sport can be week in and week out and one of the best things about college football too is it's the best regular season in all of sports every single week matters and here we are ryan we're years into this playoff now and the regular season is still important we don't see that in other sports like like what college football is each and every saturday and that was my concern, was with this football playoff system, I was worried that we would lose the importance of the regular season's games. And to an extent, I guess maybe the big matchups in the SEC between undefeated teams, it does lose a little importance because they can always get back at each other in the championship and in the playoffs. But it still has tons of importance from week one to the end. I mean, we talk about some of these interconference matchups being like playoff games. If you lose yeah. this, you're probably not going to be competing for a, a playoff spot at the end of the year. So it still has massive importance from week one until now, really tonight with Ohio State and Minnesota. Big implications for both teams there, specifically Ohio State, who year in and year out wants to make the college football playoffs. It's big. Yeah. 
Certainly, certainly so. And so coming up now, we're going to bring you a sit-down interview with T.J. Reeves, Compass Media Network's college football play-by-play -play broadcaster. And then once we finish up with T.J., we're going to come back and I'm going to give you a list of the top 10 most intriguing games in the 2021 college football season. But let's go ahead and start with T.J. looking ahead to this year. The top teams, the top games, the Heisman contenders, all that and more. Here's my conversation with T.J. Reeves here on Local News Live. College football is back. And to break it all down for us is T.J. Reeves, Three Dog Thursday podcast host. Also, Compass Media Network's play-by-play -play announcer for college football. T.J., some of the biggest stories around this season aren't even on the field, whether it's OU and Texas joining the SEC in 2025, the NIL, or the Alliance. Tell me about that. Where does all of this stack up of the excitement around college football and it's not even occurring on the field itself? Well, first of all, good to be with you. It's good to have college football back, and you're right. We've had so much soap opera going on with the Sooners and the Longhorns saying to the Big 12, we no longer want to be married. We want to be divorced. And so that's going to get messy on when do they play in the SEC. You mentioned the NIL. For those that don't know what that is, players can now make money, much like Tyler Jones does, by the millions off of their likeness, their image, their signature, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, it is a crazy time that we now live in, but they're finally letting them make money off of being themselves if they are able to. So that's interesting. And I'm not sure that anybody understands what this alliance truly is all about. Uh, you know, that's something for Survivor, right? My, my twins have been into all of the reruns of the, all the seasons of Survivor uh, on CBS. Everybody builds an alliance so they can vote everybody else out and keep themselves on the island, uh, et cetera, et cetera. If I was on Survivor, I would want to go home. I would want to be voted out. I wouldn't want to be in the alliance. But in any event, the ACC, the Big Ten, and the Pac-12 have sort of gotten together and have sort of said we're going to help each other here and schedule with each other here. Here's the best part, though. They don't really have anything in writing. What they're most unhappy with is the SEC, the Southeastern Conference, gaining so much power. But, but right now, they don't have anything in writing. What is this alliance truly if there's no written agreement, Tyler? I, I'm just glad we got games back on the field coming this weekend. That's the important thing. So speaking of on the field, what intrigues you about the 2021 season, TJ? Well, I mean, Alabama. Okay, so let's begin right there. They are the love-hate team. They are the New York Yankees. They are the, the Dallas Cowboys or the New England Patriots, whatever the, the most noteworthy team is in whatever sport the Lakers uh in basketball for so many years uh you go to the college basketball it's it's like a Duke that everybody just either loves them or hates them Alabama is that way and they lost they won a national championship but they lost basically all of their offense they lost their quarterback they lost their top receivers they lost their top running back all to the NFL so is Alabama going to be Alabama I think we fundamentally begin there. I would not doubt Nick Saban on being able to get their act together by the end of the year, but Alabama might take a loss or two before we get to the end of the year just because they've had to replace so much. So I think you begin right there with what does Alabama look like? Yeah, and from there, you have your typical suspects, your Clemson's, Oklahoma's, Ohio State's. Who are the teams most likely to you to make the playoff? Is it the guys we typically talk about or – or are there going to be some new characters involved, you think, in 2021? You have to believe, out of that group you just mentioned, that three, if not all of the spots, seem like they're going to Alabama, 
to Clemson, to Ohio State, to Oklahoma. What's interesting is if there's a party crasher for the final four, for the college football playoff final four, maybe it's somebody like Georgia. Uh, I, I know Iowa State is getting a lot of attention. You mentioned Compass Media Networks. I'm going to get the privilege in a couple of weekends of being in Ames, Iowa, for Iowa, Iowa State, my for, first taste of that rivalry game. And Iowa State is preseason top six or seven in about three different places. Uh, they, again, uh, Brock Purdy bring, uh, brings back their quarterback, Brock Purdy. They bring back all of their players on offense. Iowa State might be a sleeper if they win this Iowa game. Can they contend with Oklahoma, Texas in the Big 12, and maybe have a chance at the college football playoff? That's going to be a fun team to keep an eye on. How about the Heisman Trophy? Who are some of the names to watch there? Well, again, everybody uh, is is putting Bryce Young, the Alabama quarterback, as a Heisman Trophy candidate. He's only played parts of like two or three games. He's not started for Alabama. Uh, you've got the Clemson quarterback that replaced uh, Trevor Lawrence, DJ Uyagalele. Everybody practiced that name. Uh, he's a kid from California uh, of uh, Samoan descent. He's a tremendous player. He played a couple of games last year. Uyagalele is a solid quarterback. Um, it, it is interesting. I had a, I had a buddy of mine saying, listen, uh, they, they gave it to a receiver last year, the Heisman Trophy. They are not going two years in a row and not giving it to a quarterback. So is it Spencer Rattler, the Oklahoma quarterback? Is it another quarterback that emerges as the Heisman front runner? There's a lot of unknown with the Heisman Trophy. It, it may actually kind of develop, and it might be November before we know who the front runner is. And I don't know that that's a bad thing, Tyler, for the Heisman. Yeah. That certainly could be the case, uh, TJ. What about some party crashers of some sorts? Is there anyone in the group of five you think could make some noise in 2021? Cincinnati is a team that everybody always points to. Remember a year ago, they were unbeaten in the crazy COVID year. They got into the you know, the New Year's Six Bowl games, and they were actually beating Georgia uh, in the New Year's Six Bowl game until Georgia came from behind in the fourth quarter and, and beat them, or else Cincinnati could have potentially had a perfect season. They might be... Uh, that team to look at. I, I know a lot of people are looking again. La, you know, last year, Coastal Carolina got to the end of the year uh, undefeated. Uh, Louisiana, watch out for the Ray John Cajuns. They play Texas this weekend. Could they be a team that runs the table? They are preseason top 25. Louisiana playing at Austin. There's just a couple of names uh, to keep an eye on for the non-power conferences that we might want to see what they can do. Yeah, let's go ahead and look at some of those week one matchups, TJ, and get your picks here. How about in Charlotte, North Carolina on Saturday night, number five, Georgia taking on number three, Clemson. Ooh. The Tigers are a three-point favorite. TJ, is that too many points for what many people think is a toss-up game? Yeah, that's a that's a fantastic matchup. And again, to understand the geography, Charlotte is not exactly a neutral site because that is only about an hour away from the Clemson campus. That will be... It's a tough ticket anyway because the Georgia fans travel well. Charlotte's not that far from Athens uh, either. Uh, those programs have played each other a couple of times uh, in recent years, and Dabo Sweeney's gotten the wins. But uh, Georgia will be very interesting with JT Daniels, the former quarterback at USC, back at quarterback. Uh, they are loaded on both sides of the ball. As we mentioned, Clemson without Trevor Lawrence. Would not surprise me if the dogs hunker down, you hairy dogs, if they perhaps pull off an upset here against Clemson in the first game of the year. And that wouldn't ruin Clemson's season if they have an early loss, uh, and, nor would it ruin Georgia's season if they have an early loss to Clemson. That's going to be a fun game for sure. National TV on Saturday night.
Give me the Tigers for the win, but I'll go with Georgia to cover. Who you got? I, I got to go Georgia in the outright upset. Give me Georgia okay. for the outright upset, even with the points there, if we're, if we're fooling around with that. I like that one. All right. How about number one, Alabama taking on number 14, Miami and Atlanta. The Tide are a 14-and-a-half-point favorite. Who you got there? Man, Vegas just respects the Crimson Tide. Again, Mac Jones is going to start for the New England Patriots this season, not for Alabama uh, this year. They lose the two top receivers, Jalen Waddell and Devontae Smith, who were both drafted in the top 15 of the NFL draft. They lose Najee Davenport, the running back, who was drafted in the first round by the Pittsburgh Steelers. Alabama had four skilled players go to the NFL in the first round of the draft, and yet Vegas believes against a good Miami team they're a two-touchdown team. Uh, here in this game on the neutral field in Atlanta. Tough to go against Nick Saban. I think Alabama will win the game, but Miami has got plenty of speed on both sides of the ball. They've had a couple of guys drafted off the Miami team last year. De'Eric King, the quarterback off of injury. Give me give me Alabama to keep it close. Al, I mean, uh, Miami to keep it close. Alabama wins the game, but I don't know if 14 points might not be too much for that game. We'll see. I'll take the tide to win and cover. I'm never doubting Nick Saban. How about number 19, Penn State, taking on number 12, Wisconsin? It's the big noon kickoff game of the week. Badgers, a four-and-a-half-point favorite at home. Well, and, and so much of this is Wisconsin is always known for great running backs, great running game. Uh, a year ago, the Big Ten delayed the start of their season. They didn't play as many games, et cetera, et cetera. What is this going to look like for Wisconsin this year? And again, Penn State had some ups and downs in the abbreviated Big Ten season. This is a real unknown but I, I kind of like Wisconsin at home. Favor the home team in that Big Ten showdown coming up. I like the Badgers. I like Wisconsin to win outright, but I think Wisconsin, the, uh, the Penn State can keep it within four and a half. I'll take Penn State to cover. How about Louisiana and Texas, a game you mentioned earlier? Number 23, Louisiana, taking on number 21, Texas. It's Sark's debut as head coach at UT. The Horns, an eight-point favorite. What do you think there? And that's the big question mark. I mean, he's been a head coach before. He's been the Alabama offensive coordinator recently uh, as well. Steve Sarkeesian, head coach before that at USC and at Washington. But this is a different thing at Texas. Remember, they thought they had it solved with Charlie Strong. They ended up running him off. They thought they had it solved with Tom Herman. They've run him off. And Louisiana may be the perfect team, Tyler. If you're looking at an upset, they pulled off an upset early in the year, a year ago over Iowa State in Ames, Iowa. I know that was last year. They bring all of their guys back, basically, on offense. Watch out for Iowa State. For Louisiana here. Uh, I'll go with the Louisiana to pull off the uh, the upset here. Uh, Forgive and, me, yes. Go with Louisiana here yes. in this situation. All right, one more for you. How about number nine, Notre Dame, taking on Florida State? That'll be on Labor Day night. Notre Dame is seven-and-a-half-point favorite on the road. Well, and you've had so much uh, go on with Florida State over the last couple of years, and, and Mike Norvell, the former Memphis coach, came in as the Florida State coach, and again, a, a lost season in the COVID season, basically, for him. Um, uh, Notre Dame has, on, on paper, more talent here. They did lose Ian Book, the quarterback. A lot of emotion for Florida State after the death of legend Bobby Bowden uh, here uh, in this offseason. They're going to have his name on the field. They're going to have his name on the patch and on the helmets. I don't know how much that emotion is going to help Florida State. It'll be fun to watch on Sunday night against the Fighting Irish. Notre Dame is always a great TV team. They're, they watch them all over the country in the upper Midwest and the Northeast. Again, they're a lot like Alabama. Everybody loves to hate Notre Dame, Tyler. I think Notre Dame will win the game. Let's see if Florida State, though, at home can at least hang with them and keep it a close game. Yeah, I'll go with Notre Dame to win and cover at 7.5. Before we let you go, TJ, last question. We talked about 
teams in the playoff. Who do you have as your final four and ultimately walking away with the national title? Uh, ultimately here, I, I, you can't go against Alabama and Clemson as the top uh, two that are in that instance. Ohio State's probably the best team in the Big Ten, but how about somebody upsets Ohio State? I'll take Oklahoma to also occupy a spot, and if a fourth team slides in, maybe that's Iowa State. Maybe that is another Big 12 team. I know the Pac-12 is hoping that it could be a team like USC or Oregon. The SEC would love to have a second team whether that's somebody like Texas A&M who almost got in last year, uh, maybe it's Georgia. I, Iowa State could be a surprise team in that in that playoff. We'll wait and see if that is the case. So who's the champ? Uh, how do you go against Alabama? They'll find a way. They may lose a game early in the year, but I, I can't go wrong picking against Alabama coming up. We'll wait. We'll wait and see if if Bryce Young, the quarterback's the real deal. But I think by the end of the year, they may even lose early on in the year. Alabama will be ready to go. He's TJ Reeves. You can follow him on Twitter at Buck Sideline Guy. TJ, appreciate the time as always. We'll talk in down the line. Thanks for joining us here on Local News Live. Tyler, always great to be with you. Great to have college football back. You hit me up anytime. Thank you, my friend. That is TJ Reeves joining us here on Local News Live with a complete preview of the college football season that gets going tonight as Ohio State and Minnesota are underway right now. You heard TJ pick the tide to win the title. I got to go with Oklahoma. Now, yes, I may be from there, but that's neither here nor there. I think the Sooners are the most talented team in college football. Spencer Rattler, the best quarterback in the nation. Watch out for Oklahoma and Alabama in the title game. I got to go with Ohio State and Clemson to make the playoff as well. So, not any crazy predictions from me other than Alabama not winning the title. But nonetheless, let's go ahead and get to our list of the most intriguing games of the 2021 college football season as we continue our college football season preview. And we have a list that we've compiled from 10 to 1. And we're going to go all over the college football schedule and show you this list of what we think is the most exciting games ahead. Ryan, I'll go ahead and start out Right at number 10, this game has been one of the best rivalries in the country mm. for several years. It's a good one. LSU and Alabama. The Tigers are number 16 in the preseason poll, Alabama number one. And if you recall, this game 10 years ago was known as the game of the century in college football. Both teams were ranked uh, number one and number two going into that game. And they later met again in the national championship where Alabama beat LSU to win the national title. And a stat for you, since this game has been played the last 10 years, every year the winner of the game has won at least a share of the SEC West title. And we know with how good the SEC is, if you win the West, there's a pretty dang good chance you're going to make the college football playoff. This game's got a lot of importance on that front. And then... When you talk about the players on the field in this year's game, two of the best in the country. LSU defensive back Derek Stingley Jr. just might be the best player in all of college football. Josh Job on the other side for Alabama, another dynamic player. Defense is what wins championship and championships and what wins in the SEC. I'm looking for both these guys to be incredible and potential first-round talents in uh, both of them in uh, Stingley and Job, they should be able to put on a show on the defensive side of the ball for both squads. Yeah, and Tyler, you heard TJ talk about it. Alabama has got a tough schedule early on. If they happen to drop an early game, LSU's having a big year, who knows 
how significant this might actually be. It could be a plane for the college football playoffs. If Bama loses twice, they could be. It'd be bizarre to see on the outside looking in, and this game might decide that. We'll see if Alabama loses one of these early non-conference games. This matchup versus LSU has a lot more importance. It'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, certainly will be. That game, week 10. Let's go to number nine on our countdown. It is on week six. It'll be the number two ranked Oklahoma Sooners taking on the number 21st ranked Texas Longhorns in the Red River shootout from Dallas, Texas at the Cotton Bowl. This is the best rivalry in college football, folks. I love it every year when these two teams get together at the Texas State Fair. They divide the fans up at the 50-yard line between the crimson and cream and the burnt orange. They hate each other. They don't get along, but by all means, have a great time for that 11 a.m. kick from Dallas. And this is the first matchup for both schools since they announced they were leaving the Big 12 for the SEC. So... While they may be enemies on the field, I would be surprised if we don't hear both fan bases break out the SCC chant together at some point. It's also going to be the first ever matchup for Steve Sarkeesian as the head coach of Texas. If you recall, this is his first year as the head coach at UT, and he'll be leading the way for his first ever Red River shootout. And You better believe that he's going to be in for quite an awakening to see what this is all about. This game last year, Ryan, went into four mm. overtimes with Oklahoma ultimately pulling this one out. It's always a classic every single year. Spitzer Rattler on one side for Oklahoma. Steve Sarkeesian, his first year there at Texas. This one's going to be a dandy. Go ahead and circle it on your calendars right now for week six in Dallas. It's a chance for Texas, a team trying to get back into the fold of the elites to really take a major leap. And whenever you see those games on your schedule, it's red meat. It's a chance for your team to smell blood. Texas has this one circled. You know they want to get the W. And for Oklahoma, it's a chance to say, hey, we're the kings of the South. We're the best team in this region, at least in that Texas-Oklahoma area. And it'll be a fun game, for sure. Yeah, it will be. Let's go ahead and get to number eight on our list, week seven. This one is probably the first surprise of the list. And that's number 14, Miami, taking on number 10, North Carolina. You got two elite college quarterbacks in North Carolina, Sam Howell, and Miami's De'Ara King. Sam Howell expected to be a top 10 draft pick in this year's NFL draft. De'Ara King has had a very good college career dating back to his days at Houston. De'Ara King, though, coming off an ACL injury, what's he going to be like in 2021? That remains to be seen. It also is the de facto ACC Coastal Divisional Championship game with the winner likely to face Clemson in the ACC title game. Clemson will not play Miami or North Carolina in the regular season this year, so both these teams will be chomping at the bit to get to the ACC title game for a chance to play Clemson and potentially make the college football playoff. This is a sneaky good game, Ryan. And I like the uh, point you made right at the beginning there, Tyler. We have two of the top quarterbacks in the nation squaring off in a big Week 7 matchup. Those are fun. When you see the future of the NFL playing on the college football field, it's going to be fascinating to watch. Miami slowly is rising back up into the ranks, becoming a top-tier program again, a chance for them to solidify themselves as one of the elites possibly. Yeah, and in this NIL era, if there's any program yeah. that should be able to bounce back, you would think it would be the U. With all their resources, sure. with all the money that's there at Miami, 
it's right for the pip pickens for miami to be relevant again they can make a statement if they're able to pull this off and beat north carolina there in week seven let's go to number seven on our list it's week five this might come as a surprise mm. to some folks it's the only game on our list that involves a group of five team that's cincinnati you heard tj talk about them early on they're number eight in the preseason poll and when you look at the Bearcats, this is a team that is really good on paper, right? They go undefeated in the regular season last year. They make it to the Peach Bowl, and now they're saying to themselves, okay, what now do we have to do to make the college football playoff? If last year wasn't good enough as an undefeated team, what can you do now? Well, they've took it upon themselves to schedule Notre Dame and Indiana, two preseason top 20 teams this game in South Bend, they're going to have their work cut out for them. Now, Cincinnati's quarterback, Desmond Ritter, last season was terrific. He had 31 touchdowns in just 10 games. He is going to be a problem for Notre Dame to deal with. Notre Dame, remember last year, they claimed a playoff spot. And although they lose Ian Book and a lot of good players from last year's squad, you better believe that this Notre Dame team is going to come back and reload and make this a competitive game. Eight versus nine. Week five, sign me up. I like the fascinating matchup, too. You have an historically incredible football program in Notre Dame, obviously. You've got a program more known for its basketball in Cincinnati. Doesn't get the limelight as much as it should for football. They become quite the program. It'll be fun to watch. I can't wait for this matchup. This is one of the ones I think is an underrated game in the college football season. Am I right in saying yes. these are two former chip? Kelly programs, or am I often saying that? Uh, I might be. Brian Kelly. Brian Kelly. Chip Kelly is the basketball coach. Chip Kelly is the coach at UCLA. UCLA. There we go. Brian, Brian, Brian Kelly. That's Brian it. Kelly yep. was very successful at Cincinnati. Took him to a Sugar Bowl. Now he's the head coach at Notre Dame. This is the first time that he's played his former school at Cincinnati there. Let's go ahead and go to number six on our list. The Crimson Tide back on the list again for a week three matchup against Florida. The number one team in the land taking on the number 13 team in the country and a trip to the swamp in Gainesville. And when you look at this game, you're talking about an early test for a very good Alabama team. Now, Alabama, when you look at this team, they have everything, right? And a new starting quarterback, sophomore Bryce Young, has got a tall task ahead of him to go into the swamp and take on this Florida team. Meanwhile, Florida, remember, Emory Jones, unlike Bryce Young, has had some playing time. He's played in some big moments. So there might be an advantage for Emory Jones despite both these quarterbacks being new starters for their said teams. It is a rematch of last year's SEC championship game, which was just offense galore. Both teams combined for 1,067 yards in last year's SEC title game and 98 total points. Now, are we expecting the same offensive fireworks that we saw a year ago? Maybe not, but nonetheless, we're in for a treat with these two programs squaring off week three in an early test for the Tide to see how good they really are. I love these big early season matchups, and this is the game that- In conference. Yeah, in conference. If Alabama is going to lose early, this might be it. And that then sets up for a huge matchup later on with LSU. This could be a scary one for Bama. Got to be a lot of fun to watch. And both teams in different divisions, yeah. they could rematch in the SEC title That's game true. again later. So something to keep in mind there. Let's go ahead and get to number five on our list. The Fighting Irish on it again, this time for a matchup 
with Wisconsin in week number four. And we don't see college football games too often at Soldier Field in Chicago, but we're going to get to see it this time for these two historic Midwest programs meeting in Chicago. And remember, Notre Dame has a new starting quarterback. We mentioned with Ian Book going to the NFL, Jack Cohn is going to be the starter for Notre Dame. And previously, he was at Wisconsin. And he lost his job to the current starting quarterback of Wisconsin, Graham Mertz, who was just electric as a freshman last year. And the case with Cohn, he injured his foot in practice last year. And then they just never found a way for him to get his job back as Mertz was the future of the program. So might be a revenge game of sorts for Jack Cohn taking on his former team, a good early test for both these schools. And although they're both big brands of college football, Notre Dame and, and uh, uh, Wisconsin, especially Midwest brands, we don't see these teams meet that often. Believe it or not, the last time that Notre Dame and Wisconsin played each other, you had to go back to 1964 wow. when Lyndon B. Johnson was president. This should be a fun one. I'm high on Graham Mertz. I saw him in high school play in uh, Olathe, Kansas, and this guy really can just do it all at that quarterback position. He's a name to watch for in the future when it comes to the NFL draft. I think that Graham Mertz, now this might be a reach, but I'm going to say it anyway. Graham Mertz, Ryan, is going to have the best career of any quarterback wow. okay. at Wisconsin in the modern era. Now, yes, Russell Wilson did go to Wisconsin, but he was there just a year, transferred in from NC State. When we're talking career-wise, I think Graham Mertz is going to be a name to remember for the Badgers. I just like the history here. I think that's the most intriguing part about this if you're one of our great TV stations in Wisconsin or Indiana, this is a lot of fun. Two Midwestern powerhouses in football getting together in, I, I'm biased, but I think one of the most exciting stadiums, most historic stadiums in the country in Soldier Field. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Anyway. Let's uh, go ahead and go to number four on our list, and it involves the Crimson Tide again. Week number six, number one Alabama taking on number six Texas A&M. Of all the matchups that we're talking about here, this is the highest ranked preseason poll matchup of them all, and it's a conference game. Texas A&M has not been able to beat Alabama since Johnny Football, Johnny Menzel was in town in Texas A&M's first year in the SEC when they went on to upset the Crimson Tide and he won the Heisman Trophy that year. And something also to keep in mind, as successful as Jimbo Fisher has been, as a college coach, winning a national championship at Florida State and doing a pretty good job at Texas A&M, and his paycheck's pretty decent as well, close to $10 million. No former Nick Saban assistant, and remember, he was an assistant under Saban at LSU, has ever beat Nick Saban head-to-head. -head. So with that in mind, Saban has owned his former assistants over the years. Now Texas A&M. If you want to get to the SEC title game, you got to get through Alabama. They got their work cut out for them here in this week six matchup between Alabama and Texas A&M. And it might just be the two best teams in the SEC. Make a break time for SEC. If you want to be considered one of the elites in college football, here's your chance to prove it. Let's see what you got. This is the matchup you want. If you're Texas A&M, going to be a lot of fun. No doubt. No doubt about it. Let's go ahead and get to number three on our list. We got to go 
way deep into the season for this one. Week 14, number seven, Iowa State taking on number two, Oklahoma, this matchup in Norman. And these two teams split the season series last year. Iowa State was able to pull off the upset in Ames, 37 to 30 on October 3rd. Then they faced off again in the Big 12 title game with the Sooners winning the Big 12 title 27 to 21. And as much as we've talked about Oklahoma, how talented the Sooners team is, both offensively and defensively, you can't sleep on Iowa State. The Cyclones have two preseason first-team All-Americans in running back Brees Hall, who led the country in rushing last year, as well as tight end Charlie Kolar. And they have an NFL prospected quarterback in Brock Purdy. So Matt Campbell, who's turned down numerous NFL jobs, has a really good team on his hands. This is the highest the expectations have ever been for Iowa State entering a season. And these two teams are likely to face each other again in the Big 12 title game. I think if you're both these schools, you're hoping to split the series, don't lose any other games, and then you have a shot at the playoff. If you split it, you're competitive in both games, you got a shot. Now, obviously, you'd rather go undefeated, but worst-case scenario for these teams has to be, in their eyes, let's just split, keep it competitive, and sure. we both have a chance at the playoff nonetheless. But Iowa State, this is a really good football team. Oklahoma, as stacked as anybody. And the way that this has gone the last few years, despite Iowa State maybe not having the talent Oklahoma has, they've held their own. And you got two of the best young coaches in the country, and Matt Campbell and Lincoln Riley as well. We're in for a treat come week 14. And there's a pretty good chance both teams will still be undefeated at that point, too. Yeah, and two big football areas, too. Middle of Iowa, middle of Oklahoma coming together. That's going to be a lot of fun and a chance, like you said, to see a lot of potential NFL talent, including potentially the number one pick in Spencer Rattler. It's week 14, so he's had some time to develop. He's going to look good, look experienced. Looking forward to this one. Let's go to number two on our list. It's coming up just next week, actually. It'll be number 11, Oregon, taking on number four, Ohio State. This is a rematch of the 2015 college football playoff national title game, the first ever college football playoff national title. And a lot has changed for both these programs since that game occurred. Oregon's had two head coaches since. Now they're led by Mario Cristobal, who has done a good job, but still looking to take that next step for this Oregon program. Meanwhile, Ohio State, led by Ryan Day, He's done a really good job. They got to the title game last year, but he's still searching for his first national title at Ohio State. Both these teams will have new quarterbacks in 2021. Oregon led by freshman Jay Butterfield and Ohio State led by freshman C.J. Stroud. This game will be in Columbus, and it's not a must-win game for either one of these teams. If they go undefeated after this, they could still make the playoff. But if you win this game then you're in great shape the rest of the way. You give yourself some breathing room, and you make a statement for your conference as well in this Big Ten Pac-12 matchup, Ryan. And we're talking about two conferences, one in the Big Ten that always has something to prove in football, it feels like, and the Pac-12 is the same way. Yeah, it is the Pac-12 versus Big Ten top-notch. Two schools that always bring in a lot of talented recruits, Oregon with their jerseys, their stadium, Ohio State with the history, the NFL talent. You have these two almost competing images, West Coast, Midwest, the yin and the yang come together in this matchup, and the colors. I mean, we're talking the red and the, the smooth, slick green. Going to be a lot of fun. No doubt. 
Let's get to number one in our list. In this game, you don't have to wait long to see this Saturday, number three Clemson taking on number five Georgia. The game will take place in Charlotte. It's the Dukes Mayo College Football Classic. You hope the winner of this game gets a big old Mayo bath of some sorts when it's all said and done. But you talk about two teams that are regulars within the college football playoff, right? Georgia has been phenomenal in the SEC under Kirby Smart. Clemson has won two national titles within the last six years and has really emerged as one of the powerhouse programs in college football. And you look at Clemson, really good offensively. They bring in a new quarterback in DJ Unga Ungalea. I think I got that right. Probably not. But nonetheless... That's the toughest name on the list. Unga Ungalea? Unga Ungalea. He, he's played well. He actually kind of rolls action. off the tongue. If he's, you recall, he threw for over 400 yeah. yards, filling in for Trevor Lawrence last year against Notre Dame. And so he has some big-time game sure. experience, despite being a first-year starter. Meanwhile, for Georgia, they're going to be led by JT Daniels. The former USC quarterback had a really good second half of last year. But something to keep in mind for this game on Saturday. These two teams look pretty even on paper. But one deciding factor might be the way that practices have gone for Georgia, they've lost some defensive players to injury, some of their star defensive players. Could that be the difference in a win for Clemson as opposed to a win for Georgia of the Bulldogs being a little shorthanded? That is something to think about for this game on Saturday between Clemson and Georgia. It's in prime time. You're going to be able to see it on a lot of great stations across the country if you're an ABC affiliate. But nonetheless, there you have it. That's our list of the top 10 most intriguing games of the college football season, which is already underway, Ryan. Great that we're starting fast. First week, the top game of the year, Clemson and Georgia. Two teams a little bit more unique. We're not just picking Bama, Ohio State, LSU. They're on our list already. Georgia, Clemson from Charlotte. That'll be a great game. Looking forward to it.